Oh, word. Yeah, we did a podcast. Oh, you out went there. with them? No, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, word. I didn't know that. That's what's up. No, yeah, we were very drunk. Yeah, it was it was very silly. Yeah, put me up. It's it's called, silly boys. No, yeah, it's That's called cool. Pittsburgh. Fuck me. How How long are you guys up there? We were there for two days, Matt. Friday, left on Friday, Saturday, word. Sunday. That's cool. Yeah. You ever been to Pittsburgh? Mm, no, I've been through it, but never mm-hmm. to it. Oh, sorry. You're, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, is that tight? Cool. Okay, perfect. Nice. Yeah, I went. I went through it. On we went. Me and Dave went to Philly in like 2014 to see modern baseball. Oh, fire! Yeah. It was like them, Man Overboard, in the Wonder Years. We followed them from Philly to Buffalo to Toronto. Wow! Yeah, and that was a wild three little days. That was also That's... the first time we ever went to like Sonic restaurants, like the fast food. Oh, spot. Okay, yeah, yeah, bro. And we were sitting outside the the drive-through. We pressed the button. And we we're waiting for the roller skates. Yeah, right. We we're waiting for our boys to order, and they were like, ah, "Unpress it, unpress it." So we press it again, went off, and then no lie, sitting there for thirty minutes waiting for them to figure out what they wanted. Pressed it again, and as soon as Dave pressed it, they turned their lights off and stopped serving food. So we wasted an <laughs> hour just sitting there, bro. It was so stressful. Oh my fucking yeah. R.I.P. Modern Baseball, though, right. huh? Super Good music. Sexy. Yeah. Good music. That fine, great. That your graduation. That mm-hmm. album went crazy. And then the the you listen to Slaughter Beach Dog, the what the one lead singer he's got like his own solo project. No, dude, it's pretty good. I haven't listened to pop punk in um, like seriously in some years. Like when the the Wonder Years made that one album, the Passing Through a Screen Door album, the finest, the Greatest Generation album. You know that I'm one? not super familiar yeah, with okay. their music. No, that, they made that in like 2013. Then they made their next album in like 2015, and I didn't. Even, I heard it, but I didn't listen to it, and that was the last. Uh, mm-hmm. Like real pop punk thing. I what have you to. been listening to lately, bro? Now, just like Swedish folk music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out, Sweden. <laughs> shout out all my Swedes. Yeah, love Swedes. Love the, Swedes. the Nordic people. My Swedes. No, dude. I listen to rap heavy, but I don't listen to like. I don't listen to like new mainstream rappers. Um, okay. My, my favorite rapper now is Jay Electronica. He's so hard, dude from the Nation of Islam from Louisiana. He's such a good rapper. Um, but like literally, I th- it might just be like him on repeat and like Cool G rap, West Side Gun and Conway. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah, I knew that was coming. Right, you know, um, Jay Z, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, like anything I listen to has to Nas has to be super lyrical, like super lyrical. And I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, like the syllables they use in a word have to rhyme within a word. Like, <laughs> yeah, like so- the ooh sound when rappers combine ooh, like Earl did it. Booty stupid, dewey tripping, you know that song? Like that kind of rap, bro, it blows my mind in the greatest of ways. It's like a stimulant, like kind of makes you think as yeah. you're listening to it. Right. Cool, yeah. yeah, it's like a super mammalian instinct, too. Like mm-hmm. we normally, as humans, we like to hear rhymes, mm-hmm. but if a rhyme is like brakes on a train, brakes, or brakes on a bus, brakes on a car, brakes to make you a superstar, you can predict those rhymes. <laughs> uh-huh. But then, like, people like Andre 3000, and he, I can't even think of an Andre 3000 line. Um, just some shit that kind of smacks right. out of nowhere. I'm There's... riding in my Cadillac on bent out the window real low. Smoking window. Like, yeah, like, on some bro. Like, how do you make that many rhymes in a bar and have that many bars rhyming together? Mm-hmm. Super unpredictably. Matt showed me a really good recent Andre 3000 feature. Maybe when he comes back in here, he can say what song it is because I don't remember what it is. But it's, it's really, yeah, it's probably a couple couple months old. Oh. Or no, no, a couple years old yeah, rather. Yeah. But what was I just going to say? Oh, yeah, I'm still hung up on like 
2014 like yeah. rap music just like yeah, yeah, yeah. like i don't know like just from the summers of like going to parties and stuff like chance or yeah young simmy like or anything Yo, young we were, simmy yeah, exactly. he goes exactly. so dumb bro exactly. yeah and but and that's another thing dude like i said i like lyrical rappers but i can listen to those rappers who aren't lyrical but like as long as it's hard and not lyrical oh like, yeah like i don't want to say like little baby I don't listen mm. to him. I can't yeah. listen to him. Yeah. It doesn't sound good. It's uh -huh. hard. The beats are hard, but it's just not. Mm -hmm. His lyrics definitely don't do it. His voice definitely doesn't do it. But like Young Simmy, lyrics don't do it. His beats do it, but like voice the way he cool sounds yeah. does it. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Super consistent. Currency. Mm -hmm. I love Currency. Yeah. Bro. One of my favorites. Um, who was that? Oh, even like even before that, like OG OG Mako. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did he do? He but did you that, guessed. I just bought twelve bricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His went crazy. Oh my god. Rich homie Quan. That yeah. was summer uh -huh. twenty fourteen when he really uh -huh. that early Young Thug too, and everybody thought that you were weird for listening to Young Thug, but like now no. everybody's listening to Young Thug. You yeah. can't not listen to Young yeah, Thug. Exactly. Bro, another one of my favorites is Gunna. Mm -hmm. Just a musically sonically top tier. Same with Travis Scott. They're both just like it sounds. Like something you need to listen to. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I feel about like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy by Conway. Mm -hmm. Conway. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Conway. He did yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? He did uh -huh. that whole crossover project. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like if sonically it has to sound good, but if sonically it doesn't sound good, lyrics have to hit. And if you get two for two, I'm. I'm yeah. Then you're just hooked forever. Yeah. I can't not listen to it. Mm -hmm. But I don't even. When was the last time we hung out? I don't <laughs> yeah. remember when it was because I think. Yeah, I don't remember. I think I. I think. Remember, it was maybe like 2016. We were in your backyard. I don't remember who all was oh, there. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, I think we had like a hundred beer night yes, in my basement. Yes, that was it. Yeah, yeah and, then, and that had to be three going on four years ago. This fall or, or mm, winter will be four years. Yeah, it was definitely fall. And I think, That's so crazy. I think uh, everybody ended up throwing up by the end of the night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, but, but that was also like routine for our friend group. Oh, yeah, like of course. Kinda, it was almost like a rite of passage. Uh, yeah, I remember Corey would throw up all the time, and then they would always get videos of Corey throwing up. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't really throw up anymore. I just kind of black out, and then yeah. I just like go to bed. Yeah, yeah, that's how. <laughs> yeah, same. Like, I don't really, I don't even drink um, that often. But when I do, it's usually just until I'm, I'm noticeably drunk, and then I'll turn it down. But I remember when Corey was like that summer when he was always drinking, mm -hmm. not always drinking. Him and Marco, yeah. Up. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they went and printed shirts, yeah. with screenshots of him uh -huh. throwing up, bro. Hardest shit Hilarious ever. Hilarious. True friend. Idea, yeah. Super true friendship. Just like the the mid the mall thing where you like fucking tell the guy like, oh, what do you want? Like you want like an airbrush like T-shirt with your dead grandma on yeah. it, or, but you just like, get your friend man, throwing up. On it. Shit. Like is that ethically? Could I do yeah, that? I know, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, no. That shit is funny as hell, man. Like a picture of your boy throwing up and you're walking around with it. No, yeah, that's just even at like at a party. Like imagine that. Like that. Oh my like, god, man! Why did you why did you wear that, bro? But yeah. then you either get those people or the hey, what is that? Like, those and then people. you fucking see the kid. Yeah. Either way, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Either way, someone's asking questions. Like, Holy shit, stories. this kid's famous yeah, for sure. Exactly. Fucking yeah, but hundred beers. Great. Night. Oh boy, yeah. yeah. I think it was only just a couple of us too, and we were just like playing an excessive amount of drinking and games and just going hit hundred and going really hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, and then no, wait, dude. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the same night. The night I was thinking, oh, okay, it was it was almost the same premise, but there ended up being like thirty people at your crib. Oh, okay. Do you in the remember backyard? that Was one? it in the backyard? It was in the basement. Oh, okay. Um, Do you remember that one? I'm not and sure. Like jog the memory. Okay, I got you. It, it was like, it was like the normal five of us. It was like me, you, Bobby, Matt, and Christian, Dave, Christ, and then that might have been it for for us. 
and then we started like ramping up the beers and then like people just showed up yeah. Came through, yeah. right? and each of them had like a friend with them and we were going nuts like not nuts nuts we were like respectful and getting drunk and stuff yeah and i was like wooing one of them and you were like yo everyone's gotta leave and i was like no kyle stop, stop. we don't gotta leave they don't gotta leave bro come on yeah and then they left and i was like man uh, yo shit. where are you going after this and Fuck, she was like i don't know i guess i'm gonna bad. go home and i was Fuck. it's all right man it's uh, all right. Shit. i've made up for it since then but there we go yeah that was a funny night not gonna lie to you well yeah i saw i saw your tweet you said you're aspiring to have sixteen thousand girlfriends yeah, at one yeah, time yeah 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 dude it uh <laughs> That was my 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 private Twitter, but it's <laughs> yeah, nah. I mean, like, <laughs> right? Yeah, expose him. Yeah. Call him four K. Nah, dude, that's the sting <laughs> operation. Get him. Get him. We got him, boys. Yeah. So, yeah, no, dude. That's kind of always been um, like my goal is to no, have yeah. as many girlfriends as possible, not in a cheating way, an like, Amish way. Yeah. Okay, I'll take respectful. that. Respectful. Yeah, like a multi-faithful way, bro. Like it's, it's super respectful, super respectful. <laughs> like the more girlfriends, the merrier. Yeah. literally mm -hmm. like i am a merrier person when i have happy wife happy life you just exactly. gotta keep them all happy and now if you got 96 wives 96 happy lives at once imagine that you know what i'm saying it's, it's enough to make the stimulus overload a little bit <laughs> it's good fucking <laughs> we need that mm -hmm. but how was uh how was texas man how was texas man, man. texas wow. was it was all right bro so i like if you hear a texas person talk they only talk about texas and okay. they love Texas. It's like their personality. Like how if a person from Buffalo leaves Buffalo, they will let everyone know they're from Buffalo. Just some bill shit or yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's the end of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Or they will talk about the bills, but it's nothing more. But bro, Texas people, dog, they will talk about Texas and Texas history. Like remember the Alamo, Davy oh Crockett, bro, all types of the Texas Constitution of 1863. Oh they will do it for hours. And like, yeah, I'm like, yo, man. Not only am I, I got not somewhere to be right now, right, dude. Like, come on, bro, spin it up, you know. But it was cool, man. Um, the people are super friendly. There's a lot to do, but it uh, wasn't uh, my cup of tea. I loved living in the South. I moved to the South when I was 18, and but I lived in North Carolina and I loved it. Mm -hmm. It was a great uh, experience. I would love to live in the South again. But Texas is a. It truly is its own country, bro. And like Texas people will tell you that it. They had their own culture, their own way of life. The speed limit on the highways is 85 miles an hour. Oh my God. You can do anything, bro, except be black and smoke weed. That's the only <laughs> thing you can't do. But other than that, man, like, it's cool. Except, like, and the other thing that got, the only things that got me were the laws. Um, the, the first law that I was, like, not, not dealing with this was the right to work law. And that says, like, at any given time, your employer can fire you. Oh and you God. can't do yeah. anything uh -huh. about it. Right, exactly. Like, some yeah. super ho stuff. Um, and not the, New York. Yeah, yeah exactly, right. Yeah. yeah, I think that's all, that might only be in like Texas mm -hmm. and Arkansas and maybe like Oklahoma. Just a bunch of shitty places. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that no one wants to go, right? Exactly. Excuse us for shitting on your state, but yeah. your state sucks. Yeah, so exactly. um, do something about yeah. it. But um, <laughs> yeah, and then like the weed law, which... What's it, that? Yeah. Dude, down there, you can get charged with a felony for having like seven grams of weed. Oh my yeah, God. like a felony. <laughs> like they'll take away your voting rights forever, take away your right to own a gun, which they are a super gun happy state. But like if you get caught with a little too much weed, which seven grams isn't a lot of weed mm -hmm. for any routine weed smoker. But uh, yeah, and Texas, they lock up black people for weed. Um, I think it's like 13 and a half times more than they lock up white people for weed even though there's similar usages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And same with like Latinos. Latinos, it's, 
I think like nine and a half times more than white people. And then they got a bunch of white like tech dudes starting a fucking so, yeah. starting a fucking weed farm yeah. or some bullshit. And, yeah, in yeah. Austin, dude, <laughs> yeah, everyone exactly. is moving from like yeah. San Francisco yeah. to Austin yeah. and making it like a super tech friendly city mm-hmm. and everyone's growing weed now. And there's still black people in jail for life uh, who for have fucking right, been taken away from their communities, their kids, their wives, like all time. Right. So yeah. <laughs> Texas is um it's cool. It's definitely on the up, but like if you aren't a person who sits to yourself and like you're a social person, you'll catch on to things that you probably won't like. And if you're a politically minded person or like an activist, you'll know there's a lot of things that need to be changed, but they make it almost impossible for people to um, be like actual leftists and like advocate for these uh, mm-hmm. certain policies and stuff like that because they don't want those kind of things to change because it's all just forms of oppression for them and they get money out of it too you weren't in austin you were in near i was in dallas, dallas. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. okay like, it, like 35 minutes north of dallas i was in frisco just okay. on the outskirts of frisco and is that uh like significantly different from how the vibe of austin mm-hmm. compared to dallas yeah i never went to austin but i talked to a bunch of people who are from there and everyone says um, so like if any, you could take any person from anywhere in Texas, 85% chance they're going to be like a Republican. Yeah. Um, and then that 15% chance they'll be a liberal, but everyone everywhere, no matter what, they all say like, yo, liberals mad. I mean, no liberal Austin is mad liberally. Um, and they're like, it's, but it, by that they mean like, it's more black, not racist. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. And like they, they paint sides of buildings with, um, rainbow flags and like, they don't want to execute gay people. Like all types of fucking, the don't want to do shock therapy. Right, yeah. Exactly. The, yeah, come on. Right. The, the basic like human rights stuff is what <laughs> triggers and sets uh, Texas people over. That's why a lot of Texans don't like Austin and they have like bumper stickers. They're like, keep, keep Californians out of Austin because mm-hmm. they think it's becoming yeah. like a super liberal place. And, it's kind of funny. And they don't want that. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know. Couldn't explain it. Um, but those kind of people, you can tell they don't have like accurate grasps and understanding of like history, and mm-hmm. the forms of oppression in America. But that's all right. Everything takes time. And that's also why mm-hmm. I'm running for politics. Yeah. So. And so were you going to school down there? Yeah. 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 I went to uh, the University of North Texas and I was majoring in uh, political science. Um, I finished my sec. Oh, no. I was one semester into my second year, so I was a sophomore when I left, and I'm about to transfer to the University of Buffalo. Um, hopefully, I'll get in in the fall semester. If not, that's okay. I'm not in any type of rush at all, but um, definitely by the spring semester, I'll be back in college and mm-hmm. pursuing this political science degree, and then hopefully turn that into a law degree a couple years after I graduate and working in labor law or civil rights law. Yeah, because I was just going to ask you why you didn't pursue... Um politics in texas but then yeah. you just said exactly <laughs> yeah. you just like literally just answered how it's all just yeah. republican and obviously yeah. Which, you don't have a cowboy yeah, hat dude, you know <laughs> like me as a politician like even if i win here in buffalo dude my mm. job is going to be to take people who are who are liberals and make them bring them more to the left and like yo you guys are doing the absolute bare minimum if that and you need to be doing this much and with such a republican dense state I actually got asked, the Texas Democrats asked me to run for them. They gave me like five different offices I could choose from, said they would oh, help. Wow. Yeah. Said they would give me volunteers, help fundraise, um, and like give me events that I could speak at and stuff like that. And they, they almost implied that it was like a sure shot victory. And I was like super with it, bro. But I was like, A, if, if I have this much wealth and knowledge that Texans are trying to pursue me, I would rather me bring my talents back to where I'm from and help my people first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was, I also realized... I would have a much harder time. I would have to convince people who are Republicans to 
be liberal while convincing liberals to be leftists and advocate for more like egalitarian or like more just um like legislatures so like make them socialists almost Mm -hmm. but that would have been like a really daunting task that would have been doable but it would have been very very strenuous Mm -hmm. so and i'm i'm glad that i didn't do it because now i have an extra two years to prepare for this election in buffalo um and then really get to work which would be a lot easier because buffalo is already a liberal city so exactly yeah yeah, looking forward to it honestly Mm mm-hmm so yeah trying to like convince people in texas would like just uh, not go well yeah. at all they would mm-hmm. be very hard pressed to keep me as quiet and contemporary and mm-hmm. off-putting as i could possibly sound but uh there would there's also like there's a few areas like denton which is where my school was um like denton like frisco and obviously austin and like downtown dallas those are like liberal places so it wouldn't be like i wouldn't be like super out there on my own Mm -hmm. but uh, it would be way more challenging to run in texas the winning thing would be easier Mm -hmm. no doubt because now i'm facing a dude who has 11 million dollars in sponsorships donations from like big companies and corporations and uh, political action committees but like out there it was i'm just challenging people who they're just running. They're not like corporate Democrats, but they are people who are consistently running to keep their seats. They're not doing it for the money as opposed to the dude I'm doing it for is doing it to keep his seat and the money. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also exactly. would have had a group making money for me to help out. So facts. So can you explain like socialism in uh, layman's for terms? Sure. Oh, yeah. And like the easiest terms? Yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I got you. All right. So it, um, so like socialism, especially because it's on... All right. It's always been a um, like a term that leaves a sour taste in your mouth mm-hmm. because of the way we're taught about it. Um, we're either not taught about it or we're taught that it takes like it takes your house from you and like take it makes you like they force you to get this job or you can't go to this school or whatever they say. And it's almost always not true. Um, but what socialism is, is the it's the society, the mode of production that's going to replace the capitalist mode of production. So right now we live in a capitalist mode of production that says um, you are going to sell your labor to earn money for the things that you need. Um, and of the money that you make through selling your labor, your boss is going to take a percentage of it. Yeah. And that's cool. That's fine. That's what, that's how it works. That's capitalism. Socialism, it's like, yeah, you're still going to work and stuff like that, but the basic necessities of life, so like healthcare, housing, public transportation, um, food, medicine, those kind of things are going to be subsidized um, through taxes. So now, like if you, the average salary, taking out outliers, the average American salary is about $44,000. So each of us, say if we, we are perfectly at average, we make $44,000, we're paying forty. About forty two hundred in taxes. Mm-hmm. Of that four thousand two hundred dollars, thirty five hundred of it goes to corporate subsidies. So that's the reason why Jeff Bezos doesn't pay taxes and still walks away at the end of the year with another seventy eight billion dollars tax <laughs> bonus from the government. Uh, but under socialism, so of that that same forty two thousand or forty two hundred dollars, now 
4,000 of it is going to things that we need. So like housing um, and infrastructure repairs, education, more uh, supplies for teachers to be able to do their jobs effectively and efficiently um, and doctors. No, oh, yeah. yeah. Every like high school art class that I ever took, the teacher's mm-hmm. like, well, I got like $50 for the whole fucking year. Right, yeah, so. literally. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's those kind of things too, like art classes, which are not meant to make... It's not meant to make me a Van Gogh. I'm not an artistic person. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I've, I've actually never taken an art class unless I had to. But those aren't meant to make you the next Leonardo da Vinci. They're meant to allow you to be able to tap into your like instinct to create and explore yeah. your own ability to do stuff. But if I have... And expose you to that kind of like right. thinking and world. To, yeah, And exactly. then maybe you, if you pursue it. You right, know. to be able to take on different types of... Yeah. Yeah, like ideas and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But if I have $50 to teach 500 kids a year, <laughs> that's 10 cents a kid. Like, what is that going to That's going to give me a, a pencil that yeah, some can't Crayolas, be sharpened because yeah, we can't yeah, even afford yeah, a sharpener. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sharpener, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, but you take stuff like that and you could apply it to, we have like, we started taking, we took algebra one in ninth grade, algebra two in 10th grade. Some people took it eighth grade, ninth grade. But like, we could do we could reallocate our source our resources that we already have that already exist nothing will change and make it to where we're learning those basic maths in like 6th grade 7th grade 8th grade so now we have more and by the end of 10th grade you already know everything you learned in at the end of 12th grade and you mm-hmm. have two more years to learn stuff so now in 11th grade we can learn mortgages and taxes stuff Figure like that shit out for college right. and all that exactly shit. you can literally at 12th grade would just be like a buffer year for you to be able to say i want to pursue this mm-hmm. instead of saying like yeah i think i might like this i'm gonna go waste four years of it in college realize yeah. on your third year you hate it and now you're messed up but that's because we don't uh, we aren't allowed to realize what we like no in high yeah school. by by the end of my senior year, I was like, wait, I'm supposed to be applied for college. <laughs> like, yo, dude, yeah. that's why I went to the military. Yeah. Everyone was like, yeah, I got this scholarship, this scholarship. I was like, yo, you guys took the SATs? Like, like, what? what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yo, so now I'm like, man, what am I going to do? And then here's the military recruiter like with a fly-ass uniform. And I'm like, might as well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, But they pay for my college. Can't complain that much. I mean, I could and I will eventually. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like... They make it almost impossible in the system we live in now to be able to actually succeed. They want, they th- they make it to where we think if you have the absolute bare minimum you need to survive, you're super successful. As long as you're not homeless, mm-hmm. you're super successful. Yeah. As long as you pay your bills and have at least ten dollars left over the, at the end of the month, you're super successful. But um, under the once I get into office and I start making certain legislations that make it easier for us to live, will also it'll make it easier for us to survive. And if you can survive, you can thrive. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of like that. We're giving everyone, making sure every single person, no matter what race, nationality, ethnicity, color, religion, education level, or status of incarceration you may be in or come from, um, you're going to have the bare minimum you need to survive at the lowest level. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else, like you're, everyone's going to be able to, you're going to notice drastic differences within the first like year and a half. Swear to God. It'll be like, um, like for starters, dude, like if you make the easiest example, and this is going back to the question, like what is socialism? Um, right now, if I, if I have a job, I go in and I make, I make like iPhone cases, right? Mm-hmm. And I can make two cases in an hour and each case sells for uh, $20. So I'm my, now off of my labor alone, my boss makes $40 an hour and he pays me $10. So now that's $30 that just goes straight to him profiting and not doing anything. 
Um, the argument that people who are against socialism will use is like that $30 goes to running the company. It goes to bills. It goes to machinery. It goes to reinvesting. Those reinvestments never happen ever. But of that $30, yeah, any fucking right. Any job you have like at like, at like a mall or at a hotel or anything, mm -hmm. all the equipment's always old. Yes, it's shitty. Yes, it barely it works. Doesn't get re <laughs> someone has to lose four fingers for them to be like, oh wait, maybe we yeah, should. Yeah, there's got to be spikes yeah. coming out of the fucking bed. Literally, it has to catch on fire every yeah, Thursday for exactly. them to be like, we should switch that. But then it, maybe they'll think about facts. It. Yeah. So like now under a different uh, the the socialist mode of production, you're still working at this factory. You're still making two cases an hour, and they're still selling for uh, twenty dollars. So forty dollars an hour still, but you're gonna have all $40 before your boss has $40. And then your your job, the easiest way to explain this part is like, every job will be unionized. You, you won't be able to get fired. You won't be able, you're gonna have uh, so much demo democratic um, control over your workplace, right? Mm -hmm. So of that $40, you guys, all your workers says, you guys say, hey, each person has to pay $5 for the light bill this month, boom. That's, that's $5 coming out of one hour of your labor. Mm -hmm. And then the next is like another $10 for the rent. And then another $15 for insurance and um, mechanical repairs, shit like that. So now you're walking away with $25 and no one is grossly profiting off of your labor. So your labor goes directly to you and what you make for the community. And then to your union dues. And that's that's yeah. the biggest impact that socialism has on employment would mm -hmm. be unionization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like unions now have such a negative stigma and it a lot of it comes from union dues, mm -hmm. which are like sometimes it's never, ever more than. Well, I actually I can't talk too heavy on like how much it is, but it on average, it's like less than fifteen dollars a month mm -hmm. on average. I'm in in people are like, yo, I don't want to pay fifteen dollars to have full-time lawyers being able to represent me for better wages. <laughs> I don't want to pay Fuck 15 to, right. You know what I'm saying? To not be able to get fired and become uh, that one paycheck that I am closer to homelessness. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Facts. Like all types of everything is stigmatized because they don't want people to realize their worth and make changes that need to be made. Exactly. Oh my it's God. very, it's very nuts, but it's now I'm at a point where I'm like, yo, this is kind of funny. How did you guys convince every American that like, this way of life is acceptable, <laughs> yeah. right? Or not even acceptable. Or do they just kind of deal with it? I guess I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I try to think about that. Like, yo, do you guys like never think about what the world is like? Or is it just you, going through the motions day yeah. to day because they're just thinking about their job and yeah. their fucking life It's anyways. easy to not realize for sure. Yeah. But once you realize it, you can never change. And you'll look at everything differently completely. But it's once you get to a certain point, mm -hmm. you'll never not full-time advocate for socialism. What was uh, kind of the tipping point mm -hmm. or just like your introduction to this way of thinking? Yeah. When did that start? Well, I think when I was like young, dude, like growing up, my mom had to work three jobs to like keep our bills paid and food on the table and stuff like that. And I was kind of like, yo, and they always like people say like, yo, if you work hard, you're you'll be a millionaire in no time. If you work <laughs> yeah. hard, you right. You know, if you work hard, you'll own this business. I'm like, yo, yeah. my mom has three jobs working from 3 a.m. to sometimes like 10 p.m. Like how is we got to be million? We got to be the richest people alive at this mm -hmm. point. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we're still struggling to pay bills and stuff like that. So I kind of realized like she's doing all of this just so we can live. And there's no way that's acceptable. I didn't know it, like those were socialist ideas or like fundamental building blocks until I joined the military and uh, I was on Twitter and a couple of my boys from across the country, they were all activists and anti-military people who were basically like yeah he, the military is just a 
human rights human rights violation Gestapo group. That's all they exist to do is violate poor black brown people uh, across the world. So I started like looking into like Dr. Michael Parenti is an anti-imperialist and he is a, a, a professor of communications at NYU. And I started reading his books and then I started reading Huey P. Newton, um, the founder of the Black Panthers. I started reading him, Angela Davis, and I started reading all these books and they were all saying like they were painting in, in crazy black and white pictures like this is capitalism and it's the same thing as slavery and slavery is the same thing as feudalism was feudalism is the same thing as slavery was before that and um they evolve into each other so obviously capitalism what we have now has to evolve into something and then you get the question like what could capitalism become or what could come of capitalism and um there's tens of thousands of philosophers and professors and uh, theorists that say like yeah socialism is the next one no matter how it, no matter how it happens or when it happens it's going to happen mm-hmm. um, and the sooner it happens the more progress humanity will be able to make from it so like looking at my life and background growing up and then becoming in the military is when I actually began my education so like 2016 late 2015 ish and when you were in them though did that kind of make you like sour your taste to the military oh, while dude. you were while you were already in it yeah 1000% <laughs> like they will look at you differently if you even have any type of not even anti-militaristic background but opposition if, to anything yeah, yeah yeah if they're like yo we have a deployment going to Afghanistan and you're not hooting and hollering and beating on your chest and stamping the ground with excitement they're gonna be like yeah he's like weird like mm-hmm. not one of us kind of thing but I would be at work dude and my job in a nutshell, was to make propaganda. I was a photojournalist, and it was to spread the um, intents of the military. We had to like make the public have a positive perception perception of the military, like a Tinder profile for the Marines. <laughs> Yo, yeah, real <laughs> shit, yeah. And like everyone's swiping right, yeah. dude. Everyone is swiping right. Yeah. And at one point, like once I started reading, I was like, "Yo, man, this shit sucks. Like it's not for me, and it's very anti-human." And uh, I kind of. I, I, I don't want to say I got like I attempted to get kicked out, but I straight up just stopped doing everything I had to do. I would go to work and do my job, but like any extramarital stuff that they wanted and expected Marine like leaders because I was I was a non-commissioned officer. Anything they expected us to do, I just wouldn't do it. And they would they had it out for me for the long at least almost four of my five years. They had wow, it out were yeah. like actively trying to get me to not be in the Marines anymore, but. I made it. I toughed it out. I cheated the system. I won. And this is <laughs> they a, get the free college. Get yeah, college. this is like a motivational um, message. If you think you can, or if you want to, but think you can't, you can. Trust me, it works. But so you were already sick of it year one. Yeah. No. No, dude. No. Yeah. I, so you remember? Yeah, because you were kind of into it. I from, was super into it, bro. Yeah. I would like come home on leave and wear my uniform everywhere. Yeah, you fact. couldn't get me out of it, and I would like tell people like, "Yo, you should join. Like, it's the greatest thing in the world." Blah 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 blah. blah. And then once I started reading, I was like, oh, man, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> yeah, like, what the hell, bro? <laughs> I went on a deployment in 2016. It was to um, Honduras, Haiti, and Belize. And it was essentially like a humanitarian thing. We were building roads in schools. Um, and in Haiti, in Haiti, in October, they had Hurricane Matthew, and it decimated the island. Like, houses gone, right? Entire populations of people just almost mm-hmm. dead, basically. And we went out there. And at this time, I'm reading the book Against Empire by Dr. Michael Parenti. You can find it on five dollars or find it for five dollars on Thrift Reads. Um, 
I was reading that, and he was saying like, the only reason in America you you can't do anything if it doesn't make profit. There's no point to it. That's the way the American system and life is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said like the only reason America helps these desolate third world countries is because he we expect them to pay us back knowing they won't be able to pay us back because they're so poor. So at any given time, since they can't pay us back, we can put our bases there. We can send our ships with our missiles and planes there. Mm -hmm. And now we have rest stops along the way to get to like these Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran countries. And like a combination of being in Haiti and actually seeing this decimation and us doing the absolute bare minimum to help these people. Like we have unlimited time. We could build houses for them instead of just bringing bags of rice like 30 pound bags of rice Mm -hmm. dropping them out of a helicopter and flying away that's it that's all we did dude and it cost america no less than 75 million dollars to do it wow yeah just that one specific mission yeah yeah. and haiti will probably like if you account for all those kind of things like to a number value they probably got five million dollars worth of aid from mm-hmm. the government of America and and but those two combination factors is what made me like actually realize like I need to be a full-blown socialist I need to be anti-imperialism I need to be anti um like American hegemony I can't be pro military anymore it's just not mm-hmm. in my human nature and when you're like do you guys know how to build roads? Or yeah. Like, or yeah. Is, it, is it hard to build a road? Yeah, dude. It's so, there's there's like, uh, there's obviously like a thousand plus jobs in the military. And one yeah. of them, you, it's called combat engineer. And in that, that's like a big field with maybe like 15 different uh, specifics you can do, but they learn most of the specifics. Um, it has a lot to do with like blowing up doors properly. How do you blow up a house properly? How do you blow a hole through a wall? How do you dig a tunnel under a city properly? Mm-hmm. Um, but like the people I was working with, they were um, they were horizontal. So they didn't when they build things and destroy things. The things they build and destroy weren't up and down. They were left and right. So like mm-hmm. roads and stuff like that. Like how do you get rid of a road so they can't get resources to where they need to go? And apart from that, like if someone did that to us. How do you fix it? Or how do you fix it if you realize you shouldn't have broken it? Mm-hmm. Um, so we had like, with me personally, there was probably like 40, eh, maybe like 35 uh, combat engineers who were trained in like using big steamrollers and like graders to like dig up the earth and like level it back out and put dirt where it needs to be. So we were doing that. We built a helipad in the mountains of Belize and like the super, super, super dense, thick jungle. Fuck. Yeah, we were out there for like a month and a half and it was probably one of my favorite moments in my life because there was no it was just straight caveman mode bro like survival mode but we're also building a helipad mm-hmm. um but that was cool it was like interesting to watch and like yo, these dudes are so trained in doing what they have to do it's kind of like mind-boggling like they yo if they put their resources into training them how to like decimate towns instead of build a road they could do it you know what like i mean they'd be like, like just killing machines yeah, yeah. literally yeah. yeah swear just like people who have that like mindset where yeah. they can just learn shit and then just replicate which is it. like 30 percent of people join the marines it's crazy really a lot of them yeah a lot of them are white supremacists oh. swear like off rip coming out of high school no, 18 years old no yeah you, it's hard hard white supremacists. you see the kids in high school who are like all fucking gung-ho for the military yeah. they're psychopaths like, and like facts super <laughs> psychopaths and they have no ties their dads their uncles their cousins their brothers grandpas none of them were ever in the military they were just like yeah dude i fucking love the movie jarhead so why yeah. not go kill people and that's 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 kind of or or american sniper because jarhead's one of my favorite movies but mm-hmm. uh yeah it's they're 
on the same tip, like oh. super psychopath. And uh, uh, Matt fucking put tape on my fucking. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Let me eat it. I'm just, <laughs> but yeah, they'll like join just to be like, yeah, I just want to kill someone. I was actually, <laughs> you're saying that, and dude. Like they'll say it out loud. They'll brag about it, bro. Oh, this man. one kid, he's he's. I don't. I'm pretty sure he was joking. But there's people with this who say the shit seriously. <laughs> but he, um, we were in the schoolhouse and they were like taking attendance and they were like, yo, bones. And I was like, here. And they said his name and he was like, <laughs> instead of saying here, this dude replied with. I want to be the first person on my block with a confirmed kill. Oh my God. With the straightest fucking face, dude. And like everyone laughed and it was funny because like out of like... context. Yeah, dude. Yo. And I was like, just like Man. looking around, just yeah. mad dogging yeah. everybody. And then those people who are like, yeah, I only joined the military to kill people. They get to kill like four or five people realize it's they then they take out that like normal people. We can't even fucking harm human beings. bro. Yeah, but these people are like, yeah, I'm going to take someone's life. Oh and then they God. go. Uh, get out the military and then join police forces. Yeah, and then just fucking beat their wife or some yeah, shit like that. Swear and beat to God. the kids or something. Kill black people over traffic stops. Yeah, literally. Like, yeah, Yo, your taillights out, bang. Mm -hmm. No more you. Facts. Yeah, oh. the shit is fucking nuts. But that's also a, a systemic and societal issue that can be dealt with in the, the transformation from capitalists to socialist countries. Or just like kids who probably just like want some kind of power, yeah. right? I swear, dude. Yeah, you would run into them. I was actually, un uh, I was under the command of this staff sergeant who we hated each other and like made it known. I actually tried to fight him once, but he, he wouldn't because he, he said I was like less of a man or some shit like that. Um, what was this fucking square up? Yeah, dude, dude, he was like, he like took all of my or He like told two people to take all of my stuff out of my locker and like put it in some weird room in the basement. And I was like, yo, what are you doing? They're like, oh, he told me to. So I went up to him and I was like, yo, why are you telling people to touch my shit, bro? And he was like, first of all, I'm a staff sergeant. I was like, yo, I don't care. I'm a grown man, bro. Stop <laughs> fucking with me. Like, yo, I'm not about to let you do that. And he was like, you know, I think you're a real piece of shit. And I was like, that's, I don't, I don't even care. But like, are you, I'm a piece of shit, like human and like a man or I'm a piece of shit Marine. He was like, well, you know, honestly, I was, I was talking about like human, like a man, but I won't do that to you. I'll just say you're a piece of shit Marine. And I was like, you know what, bro? Honestly, like, we can go outside and I'll fuck you up right now. I, I, I don't care. You know I'm a bad Marine, bro. I don't care. But uh, I wasn't a bad Marine. I was just a fucking dickhead. Like, I, I, I wouldn't let fuck people talk that, yeah. to me. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. let people talk to me however they were. But he was one of those people who um, you could tell he had... He would get bullied in high school. It's one of those angry motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, yeah, people will respect me if I do this. Like, nah, now you're here with fucking steroid fiends and you'll mm -hmm. get your shit kicked in and no one respects you oh at all. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck. Very funny uh, society Jesus. that that military and stuff like is. just overall. Have you? Do you have any military friends who like have um, gotten out and like say positive things about <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Are, yeah. are it specifically Marines yeah. or is nah, it? Yeah. Well, most Marines, most of them. Swear to God, most of them get Even, out or. And they're yeah. are crazy or yeah. they get out and they hate it. So I got you. So the the recidivism rate, like people who go in and stay in. What's that word? Recidivism. Recidivism. To, to re-sign, um, it's only 15%. So 85% of people wow. get out after the first year. And after their second year, it's something like 94% of people get out. Um, second year. Or second uh, enlistment. So oh, okay, eight years, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and of the people who get out, every single one of them is anti-military, um, anti-marine, anti this and that but and then there's that like with those two categories it's like um they're they either know it and are vocal about it or they don't know it so they're not vocal about it or they know it but they're not vocal about it mm -hmm. um and luckily i fell into the category that is uh, i know it i acknowledge it i am very vocal about it and i love being 
anti-military and anti-imperialist in the way I am. Couldn't uh, ask for any other mindset. But a lot of them do go like crazy and become cops and become violent people. But there's also like a, a portion of people who become cops and they're just normal, here's your ticket, carry mm-hmm. on your day type people. Which, whatever, that's cool, but you don't have to become a cop. But that's all right. Fuck, huh? What was I just about to say? I was about to say something that was really <laughs> fucked. Well, uh, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, are there any, um, like, being anti-military and a politician, is that kind mm-hmm. of rare? Or are, are, yeah. are, there, are there some out there? Yeah, I think it's very rare. I'm, like, I'll try to think about, um, I'm thinking right now about all the politicians I know who were veterans, and they are either... They they only use it as a political tool. Mm-hmm. Americans, if you're if you say like yo, I was in the military, or you see someone who's in the military, like mm-hmm. not you as a person, but like typically you're like, oh shit, man, like thanks for your service. Yeah, like, exactly. We, yeah. You know, everyone mm-hmm. loves them. We we respect them, hard body. Um, and like these people, they're like, yeah, it's it's easier to get jobs if you're in the military type shit. So they use it as political tools. Like they'll fuck with me. Like people will never not support me mm-hmm. because I'm a veteran. Um, and then there's the people who are like quiet about it, don't really care. It will pass eight hundred billion dollar bills to fund it. Um, and then there's the people who are like, we need to make it a trillion. Mm-hmm. We need to make it like nine trillion. It needs to be everything in our GDP. But um, yeah, most uh, politicians who are veterans use it to their advantage, and they use it to the disadvantage of the people. So mm-hmm. it's kind of messed up and they know who they know who they are you know i don't want to talk about them <laughs> name name yeah yeah like already naming names right like come on man just strolls into right. town from texas starts fucking <laughs> what's taking, up boys i'm here to take fucking spot, names man. yeah exactly but uh yeah. yeah to answer your question about like if there's people who do get out and like it there is for sure but mm-hmm. it's uh definitely less than the people who don't yeah but um you think that would make people like if you say that you're a veteran but you're also like fuck the military you think that probably like turn people yeah, off you get side eyes but probably not yeah. for liberals as much i would assume yeah, it raises eyebrows for sure like i i don't tell people i mean I, like if we get to talking you'll hear like you'll know that i'm anti-military mm-hmm. um, not in like a sense i don't think the military should, should exist or like i think all veterans should die um <laughs> i feel like that might, that could be like sliced and used weird but uh yeah i'm gonna do that right yeah, now actually thanks, yeah. thank you put it on loop <laughs> Fuck check it. this yeah. Yeah, i'm <laughs> telling twitter <laughs> like yeah like that's 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 often the case like if i don't tell people i'm outright anti-military like i will tell people i'm a veteran but not randomly like some people will um yeah just out of nowhere just to like yeah, just like, to like yo you can't do that i'm a veteran yeah i have never used that in my life i probably never will i couldn't care enough to do it um even if i did love the military i don't think I, like that's just how i am as a person but be, people hearing you're anti-military or like pro defunding the police they or just any like radical idea, yeah. just like whoa, yeah, yeah. yeah those people, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. And those people are like often against it, but because they're I think a big reason, ignorant to it. Yeah, yeah, because they have a lot of questions that they don't know how to ask. They don't know what the questions that they have are, mm-hmm. so they can't ask those questions, and then they can't learn, and then they're like, oh shit, well I fucked up, so now I'm just gonna stuck in the same cycle. Yeah, yeah just exactly. Not like trying anything new. Exactly, and like the fuck, the dude, the radical ideas that I have that people are gonna call radical. Like once I hit the news and shit like that, they're gonna call radical. Like everyone should have a doctor. Or, yeah. <laughs> or there should be 10 doctors per 100,000 people instead of three. Mm-hmm. Or like education should be free. Or like housing should be affordable to every person. Nobody should be homeless. Like those are radical ideas. To 
politicians who make millions. That's mm-hmm. why it's only their yeah, only exactly. push is radical ideas because they get so much money. Mm-hmm. Are there any politicians locally that are pushing similar ideas to you? Um, yeah. Oh, yo, actually, yeah. And tomorrow is the election for Buffalo mayors, but this won't be up by tomorrow, but that's okay. Yeah, maybe by tomorrow afternoon. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, you can't rush perfection. This is, yeah, you, facts. You know, yeah. So don't, don't push it, but if yeah. you, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, June 22nd is the um, yeah, facts. We're election this. for, yeah, there you go. 21st, yeah, we're recording uh, this the 21st. Yeah. Right there you go. Um, yeah, June 22nd is the Buffalo mayoral election. Oh, yeah, and, that's a big one, yeah. Yeah, super. And you got Byron Brown, who's running for his fifth term, which has never been done. No one's even a attempted it um in buffalo history but the candidate who's very close to me she's not as um she's stupid smart super educated she's a nurse and a full-time mom full-time nurse full-time mom and still a community activist for like low um for affordable housing um her name is india walton and she has a lot i'm pretty sure she calls herself a socialist which is rare even for like socialists who run they'll turn themselves and say yeah i'm a democrat um even though we're completely different in ideology but india wall and i'm pretty sure she's a socialist and she's most likely going to win no lie uh, byron brown is afraid of her um and it's funny to see he's but, kind of like got a lot of bad press coming his yeah, way right yeah 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 he dude just took uh, like millions um from a billionaire who supported donald trump but here's uh, this dude right like what do yeah. i look like taking money from this dude if i'm not only a black mayor, but supposed to be a pro-black mayor. Like I'm doing what I can to help the minorities of our community. And I'm taking people who pay to have minority communities stifled. That's, <laughs> that's what he is. But India Walden, dude, she's um, a wizard and her campaign super took off like on some. Yeah. Wild, I've been seeing her around for yeah, sure. Yeah. She's good. But yeah, yeah, like locally, it would be like her, another dude who I met, his name is Mike Clark. He ran for, um, state assembly so like the senators but of the state i'm running federally he ran for the state he's he's also progressive and he's that dude's a genius like politically and especially american mm-hmm. politics he's a genius um and it, it was like he he we talked for maybe like two hours once and he just told me all types of information that i would need to know about running for politics in this area and how they'll like do as little the politicians will do as little as they can um, in terms of like what they need to do, but like the stuff that they absolutely have to do to win, they'll just like pay people to do it for them. Mm-hmm. So like these politicians are doing nothing to do nothing. And then you get people like me or people like Andy Walton or like any progressive who has to work, you know, f- uh, like their fingers to the bone to get to where we need to be to exactly. make changes for everyone. Fucking A. Um, so with being a congressman, mm-hmm. What is like, what's the day in the life of like a congressman? Yeah. Um, so like, we'll, it'll be like, our job will be to, we'll have to introduce laws that will go into debate on whether or not they should be passed. And then once they get passed from the house, um, they'll be passed to the Senate and the Senate will have to vote on it. So like, I'm going to write, uh, a bunch of different laws. So, you know, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. No, I don't. AOC, know. yeah, she's stupid popular. Uh, popular. Oh wait, AOC sounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hispanic woman from the Bronx. Um, she's stupid popular. She is also very smart. Knows what she's doing. Um, but it's I'll like make a law or work with other congressmen to make a law, um, and and try to get as much support as we can for that. But they, the big thing that congressmen in the House of Representatives have is. Um, committees 
which it's basically like they'll take they'll divide it between the 435 people and say like yo yeah your committee has this power to do this and make laws about this specifically which will be cool whatever committee i get i'll be grateful for um but i'm also gonna like step over boundaries especially being the first democratic socialist uh congressman um i'm gonna like step over boundaries not push limits but like step over boundaries and say like yo just because i'm with the environmental committee and we're supposed to be focused on um, environmental policies which is a huge thing for me i'll also be like yeah um, people who are in like the ways and means committee get rid of certain legislation that makes a congressman be able to stand up for 24 hours and not even debate a point but like talk nonsense just to get a point from being debated literally for 24 hours don't yes. they like stay there until yeah. like it actually yeah. gets yeah. until until like people um, are like yo we want to go home bro yeah, until we don't gets... care that much yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like ted cruz did it he this uh senator for uh texas he did it once in like 2015 or Is that 16? like a strategy like they'll just yeah. like fucking bore him to death for 24 yeah, hours and like oh okay yeah. get me this the fuck dude, out of here he started at like 11 a.m just rambled about nonsense the first like hour and a half might have been coherent but after that it was just nonsense and then like 8 p.m came around he's still talking and he <laughs> just yo, him and, up just him up there at the podium swear to god no one interrupted him just oh my fucking boom. god 8 p.m came around dude and everything is live on c-span and he yo why did this dude read a dr seuss book from the podium as a bedtime story <laughs> to his daughter what the fuck when you're supposed to be debating yeah, about get why a fucking this law job man Right, and I think the law was something like, oh, I can't even, it was like some equitable equal rights act on like. That he making, was fighting against. Yes, dude, like <laughs> making shit not discriminatory. And he was like, mm, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing, bro? You can, you can try just the fucking tiniest bit. Bro, mm -hmm. Shit will still be the same for you, bro. You're a mega millionaire. Mm -hmm. But fuck. But I know of a previous committee that you were a part of. It was called a. Graveyard Gang. Oh yeah, the the greatest uh, rap group. Could the greatest rap group to come out of the 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 the, the seven one six. So it was no offense. Jarzab, no. Corey, yeah, you, Dave, Jacob uh, Jake, Lateri. Jake, and then uh, Jake Ashbourne as Jake well, right? Ashbourne. There we go. Any anybody else we're missing here? Marco, Carl. Marco, yep, of course. Uh, and that might have been it. I hope I'm not missing anyone, but uh, yeah, that might have been it. But and, yo, we were going crazy, dude. We we made we made one album and released like it was we on CD, it yeah. An album, yeah, yeah. We sold it like to people in our high school, bro. And it, yo, do you remember how many copies we sold? Like, yeah, how much money you make off that bitch? A lot, but it's funny, <laughs> millions. <laughs> yo, it's funny, like a lot, as in terms of like these fucking dumb high school kids are yeah. bullshitting and yeah, yeah. It, we, I'm, I want to say it sold like two hundred copies. Wow, but we weren't selling it for money. Mm -hmm. They we'd be like yo yo you want to buy our album they'd be like yeah how much and mm -hmm. we'd be like how much do you want to pay like you can pay we're we're selling it for five dollars but if you give us fifty cents we'll take it and we didn't is that an early socialist idea perhaps yeah, yeah it, <laughs> it might have been like here's our labor what we made out of it here you go you yeah. need this you need you need it, this shit yeah there were some bars on it oh I think you're good man you're all uh, everyone is um entitled to graveyard gang CDs yeah, yeah. yeah I'm trying to I'm it's a trying basic to, human right I don't want to screw my boys out of this but I'm trying to sign for the royalties you know what I'm saying I'm in, I'm in talks <laughs> with like Def Jam and shit like that so nah but dude it was um, that was about to steal. so funny because I was the only black person in the group and all of them said the n-word multiple times except Dave <laughs> Dave was the only one who never did oh, but they man. would and, you know Jake's son Tank he couldn't uh, he couldn't rap back then like would be off beat every single word and he would so he'd just say it you yeah. know his shit was hilarious but now he, he can actually he can i don't know about like he can rap 
There we go. We could definitely make a song. Fucking a. Um, what you guys recorded with like a Guitar Hero mic? Swear to God, it was a rock band mic. Swear to God. Rock band. A little plastic with the. It was. You get it for free if you buy a forty dollar game. And we we like. Jake had his Mac, and it was like on the on the on the desk. Then there was a closet door. <laughs> And we snaked the mic through the door, plugged it up to the computer, and like... Put a sock on or something? Yeah, swear to God, yeah. for like a spit guard? Yeah. yeah there was a sock. And I'm so happy you're bringing this up, because I forgot no, about yeah, it. No, yeah, just... <laughs> and we like put a thumbtack on the wall and just hung it there. Fuck. And then like one day, Jake got mad because we were all like, yo, none of you guys can rap. Me, Dave, Marco, we're just going to carry the show. And Jake got mad, and he went in the booth when we were like not there for like... For like 14 hours straight. Just spit some of the wildest stuff. And I was like, yo, what are you doing? And he redesigned the whole studio. And now he had it, he had it hanging up so we could all be in there like doing gang vocals. No homo. That was the... Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Could but, all be in there. Yeah. We could all... Know, just, just, uh, but uh, yeah. Shit like that. He made it mad cool. And it was like a stupid funny project. Like the first album we did was like called... It was Torcaholics. <laughs> and then the second one was Binder Binders Full of Women because Mitt Romney went on on on, on record saying he they were like, yo, uh, like, you don't have any women or something. Some fucking journalist asked <laughs> a dumb ass question. Yeah. yeah, he was like he was like, That's not true. I actually have binders full of women. Oh so we made we oh made that and that's a foreshadowing to my political stint. We made um, exactly. that second album was called Binders Full of Women and then they made a mixtape I wasn't involved with. I was in Europe and they made it called um bad bitches and palm trees cheated on you yeah there's not a palm tree within two hundred thousand miles and they they said they said fuck it bad bitches and palm trees quite the uh, entrepreneurial minds oh, though yeah. you and your pals because uh, yeah. i remember when you guys would have parties yeah and you guys would have you would charge at the door I swear and you guys would have you guys would have tickets yeah literally. i remember jarzeb specifically at yeah. one of greg greg's <laughs> Greg's uh maybe we, his mom was renting a house or he yeah. owned a house out over over in uh 56 off Buffalo Avenue yeah. yeah and there was like a keg and then you had tickets and everything yeah dude we're the first people in our high school to throw a kegger like the only people actually and we were charging at the door and we threw two parties there the first one was Greg's idea and um we didn't charge anyone then we didn't there was no kegger it was just a normal party like mm -hmm. come bring whatever yeah. you gotta bring that one it lasted for like four hours and there was like 250 people there holy the shit end. and the cops broke it up and they were like yo i i entered the door because greg was like nervous to talk to the cops and i answered the door he was like whose house is this i was like mine he was like no it's not i was like ah, yeah you got me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i went and got greg and the cops came in and greg was like yo take this shot in pong i'll shut it down if you make it if you don't if you miss you got to come back later and the dude took the shot and missed and they were like all right yeah well, oh no right. they did it yeah swear to god he missed and he was like all right no more noise we'll come back uh or if you keep making noise we'll come back they came back like an hour later and greg was like all right, i can't just I can't fought the cop you. he fought the cop yeah right beat him up beat the brain pick him up tombstone pile driver and i was like sign this guy to wwe sign him now but he was all right like, if you uh, beat my ass we can shut down this party say no more his boy his boy tried jumping in and greg handled both of them yeah. it was it was wild i can grab son. your gun <laughs> it's my part wild right yeah. but the the dude he was like hey you can't talk me out of this one you guys gotta shut it down so greg took a selfie with the cop mid-party and yo 
they put that photo on like the second or third page of our senior yearbook. I think I remember that. You, yeah, I think dude. it was actually my cousin. My cousin is the cop, and I think that's that's actually <laughs> the picture. See, and that shit was hilarious, right? Like, yeah, I need I need to see that picture. Right. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I don't even Greg know where I can find it. Maybe on Greg's Instagram or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But it, so it that was the first party that yeah. you guys had at that house. Yeah. And then the that second like, one you guys charged for. Yeah. That was the like two days after New Year's, one day before we went back to school. Um, the second one was the day, either the day we graduated or the day after we graduated. Um, we were charging for that and we were like thinking about throwing another party for that entire six months. And we were like, yo, what can we do? Cause we both knew we were going to the military. We both knew like, yo, this is our last summer here. Mm -hmm. What can we do to make this like a stupid wild night that you're going to be talking to your grandkids about? You're going to be talking on a podcast like Swear, six yeah, years, seven later. years later. <laughs> yeah, right. So we, we figured like, we were like, yo, it's gotta be a kegger. And Greg was like, yeah, okay, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and we were Thought like, yo, we got to have a DJ. And Greg was like, yeah, all right, DJ, for sure, for sure. And, He's got uh, a notepad, yeah. <laughs> right, right. DJ, DJ. Yeah, exactly. He was like, we got to charge at the door and give tickets. He was like, yeah, all right, definitely. So we like, we even did like pre-sale tickets. And, yo, <laughs> and so I don't good. remember how much we charged, but yo, this dude, Greg, walked away from that party with like $700. Oh swear to God. God. Yeah, swear to God. But... um. How much do kegs cost? It was like 120 okay. for a keg of PBR, solid, and it was the cheapest. Solid investment. Yeah, swear. We like went and got the keg that day, put it in someone's van. I don't know how we got a van. Uh, put it in someone's van and like rolled it inside because none of us were like strong yeah, enough to carry yeah, it. Right. And we put it in like a little kitty swimming pool full of ice, and I was just handing out <clears> cups. And yo, we charged people to get in, and we're charging per cup. Oh my god! Yes, bro, we were going crazy. And you probably didn't even go through the whole keg. I would have not even close, bro. Wow. Not even close. It was maybe halfway, but uh, and then. We also, the best part about it, my favorite part about it, was we made fat heads of our faces. Yes, I remember Me, that David too. Dave and Greg, big ass pictures of our faces. I remember those. Cheesing. And then I think somebody like had those in like the windows of their house yes. or something. Yeah, Marco and Parsnick had a house, the college house, on mm -hmm. the party oh, house yeah, yeah. for NU. Uh, on like yeah next to mikey's yeah. yeah 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 like near bell yeah they put it in the window and that shit was hilarious dude we like that was our big uh we were like yeah let's fucking do it so that day we graduated sent out the tweets and we're like yo like pull up but the back when because that's the same with my part just put yeah. the address on twitter yeah send out yeah tell everybody. it'll do its thing <laughs> yeah, like literally exactly. it will go and it did and it went there was people who uh they were like yeah well, no we're from rochester we heard about it like this there was a girl who was from florida and like she was visiting her cousin <laughs> she took in, a plane like, bro literally she was visiting her cousin in like dunkirk or oh something like that it was like yeah i heard about this and she came bro and we and it it got shut down an hour and 30 minutes later and I want to say it was like an hour, but it might have been like, it wasn't more than an hour, 30 minutes. That's but crazy. I had a clicker on my phone. I was DJing. I'm DJ Debo. That was like a real thing. I could actually DJ. Yo, do you remember when I DJed for the, <laughs> I, I DJed for the opening of like a hookah lounge on like 19th and Pine next to Tim Hortons. <laughs> no. That used to be a hookah you lounge. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, yes. You did Dylan that. Cardinelli like set me up. He was like, yo, I know the owners. They'll let us in for free and give us free hookah all night if you DJ. And I was like, oh, say less, bro. I killed it. Killed the fucking set. Killed it. But, um. Yeah, we had like a hundred. It, it was an hour and a half, and I had a count on my phone. We hit three hundred and twelve people before oh, the cows broke it up shit. in an hour and a half. And then the cows broke it up. They were like, "Yeah, we're not. Uh, you guys are shutting it down first try." I'm pretty sure Greg was like, first try is getting shut down. I'm not stopping." I was like, "Yeah, whatever." Mm -hmm. and especially because I knew we were getting money. Yeah, everyone left their bottles, dude. There was so many so bottles. Much alcohol. Yeah, so much beer. We didn't have to buy uh, alcohol for the rest of the summer. Yeah, for like two days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, we just pounded it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, bro. And we went crazy that summer too. That was a big no, summer. yeah, that was a good summer. That was a great summer. And then yeah. I remember Greg, uh, that one, um, he had his graduation party. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Like that whole, uh, <clears throat> that summer and the summer before, 
Yeah, that was just different. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Twitter was different. Like you could just invite people to your house Yo, and they wouldn't like, like steal shit. Yeah. Right, dude. yeah. There like, wouldn't be people fucking in man, like your mom's bed. that's my grandma's urn, bro. Yeah, Put it down. Exactly. Like, yeah, dick bro. out of my grandma's urn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Worst possible thing you could fuck here and you chose to do it, man. <laughs> fucking grandma. What are you doing, bro? Fucking grandma. Yeah, but that was a that was stupid wild. Uh, different time. Yeah. Different yeah, That was time. when when Type of Way by Rich Homie Kwan dominated oh, the airwaves. shit me. You couldn't go anywhere. I forgot about that song. Yeah, see? And now... You'll forget about it, but exactly. back then you couldn't go anywhere without hearing it. Fucking Crazy a. time, right? All right. Fucking A. Well, yeah. this was great, so let's definitely do this again. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. I'm back in Buffalo forever now. So. Forever yeah, well, and ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forever. <laughs> forever and so, ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of us. One of us. Oh, man. Oh, no. That? What's that? Oh, well. Oh, did it just. Can you see what my phone says? All right. Okay. Stop recording. All right. Perfect. Fuck. Yeah, that's cool.